0: I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, April 21st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in around seven minutes. So I'm going to start with an apology here. I know over our long weekend break, we probably missed one of the biggest business stories of the year, and that's Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter to take it private. Now, if you aren't familiar with what's going on, Elon's been frustrated with Twitter for a while. He doesn't like that they're banning people, and he thinks that they censor free speech. And so now he's made an offer to take the company private. So take it off the public markets, and he would have kind of full control over it. Now, There's a few problems with this, which is one, he actually doesn't have enough money, or at least he doesn't have enough liquid money to buy the company outright. And two, the board has rejected his proposal. But there's actually a a new update that we wanted to bring to you, which was Apollo Global Management, which is one of the biggest private equity funds in the world. They said that they would actually offer some financing to help anyone who wanted to take Twitter private. Now, really, there's only one person right now who has proposed that, and that's Elon. And so Elon now has a bundle of cash that he can access if he wanted to actually proceed with this. But again, he still has to figure out how to maneuver the board to get them to agree to his proposal. Now, the the, the last thing I'll say about this, because I do think it's an interesting story, is that Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, who's still on the board, He's kind of been subtweeting some of the board members, and it seems like he's pretty supportive of Elon's proposal. So anyways, a lot of moving pieces here. We'll definitely keep you updated on the Peak Daily. We apologize for not being able to cover it. It just came out at the worst possible time, Uh, but we will definitely keep you updated as the story evolves. Now, we've got some great stories for you today. For our first story, Good Quarter. For our second story, Independent Disney. And for our third story, Inflation Only Goes Up. For our first story, Rogers announced a double dose of good corporate news yesterday, posting a 7% quarterly year-over-year revenue increase for wireless services. Those are the $100 or so bills that we all pay, and confirming that the company is on track to close its $26 billion acquisition of Shaw by the end of June. Now, Peak Pals, it is your favorite time of the quarter. It's earnings season where we get to hear about how all of our favorite companies are doing. So yesterday, we heard that Netflix isn't doing so well. Today, we're hearing that Rogers is doing well, and, and here's why. So in March, the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission, a real mouthful, approved the acquisition between Rogers and Shaw. But only if Rogers sold Shaw-owned Freedom Mobile, the country's fourth largest wireless carrier, to preserve healthy market competition and protect consumers' wallets. Now, per the Globe and Mail, Rogers recently presented the government with a proposed deal in which rural internet provider ExploreNet would step up to buy Freedom. Now, if the sale is approved by the CRTC... Uh, and the commission is satisfied, the Rogers-Shaw acquisition would still need approval from both the Competition Bureau and the Department of Innovation, Science, and Economic Development, I said, to pass through. But those decisions could come as early as next month. And, And even without freedom, buying Shaw would still give Rogers the country's second biggest cable provider, as well as major gains in internet services in Western Canada and national satellite TV services. According to competitor TELUS, which unsurprisingly is a staunch opponent of the acquisition, Rogers is set to serve about 47% of English language television subscribers, and its network for cable and internet services would reach 80% of Canadians. Now, Rogers claims the acquisition is necessary to ensure coverage for underserved communities, but critics and telecom rivals say the move will hurt consumers by giving them less choice and stifling market competition. For our second story, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is urging lawmakers to terminate the self-governing privileges that Disney World holds in the state. This is all per the New York Times. I didn't know any of this, and so it's all new to me, but it's it's a pretty neat story. And here's some background. So Disney, they actually have special status in Florida that allows its Orlando property to function like a municipal government, exercising control over things like planning and permitting uh, construction on its 25,000 acre property. This includes road building. So they actually have full control control over the area. Now, DeSantis acted after Disney, the state's largest private employer, condemned a new law that bars discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through grade 3. And I know we don't live in Florida, but this is actually like a really big deal. The time when companies could shy away from politics has long passed, but as contested issues become increasingly divisive, companies are going to really need to carefully consider how they get involved in the potential implications of taking a stand or staying on the sidelines. Disney losing their special treatment as a municipality would actually be a, a big blow to the business and could have long-term impacts on Disney World, the facility. And it's hardly the first example of a major brand taking a political stand. Last year, the MLB pulled the All-Star Game out of Atlanta in opposition to Georgia's controversial new voting laws which results in a $1 billion lawsuit and sparked a firestorm among Republicans. Now for our final story, inflation rose 6.7% from the prior year in March. That's a full percentage point higher than February's 5.7% pace and the highest rate since the GST took effect in 1991. This is all per the Globe and Mail. So here's what happened. The Bank of Canada, the BOC, will now have to move quickly to rein in Runaway price growth that blew way past analyst expectations of 6.1%, and it's leaving millions of Canadians with inflation driven pay cuts this year. The Bank of Canada raised its benchmark interest rate by half a percentage point last week to 1%, the largest increase in two decades, and double the typical quarter point raise to try to rein in that inflation. But according to Stats Canada, prices have increased against the backdrop of sustained price pressure in Canadian housing markets, substantial supply constraints, and the war in Ukraine which has already affected commodity and agriculture markets. Central banks will try to push inflation down by continuing to push inflation rates up, but with every hike, which tends to reduce business investment, the risk of a recession grows. A majority of economists surveyed by Finder now say Canada is headed towards a recession that will likely hit between 2023 and the first part of 2024. p we hope they're wrong, but that's what they're saying, and setting the pandemic, inflation, and interest rate hikes as among the key reasons. Now, that same group of economists expect aggressive rate hikes in the year that will lead the country into a downturn starting in the last months of 2023. It's depressing, we know. But regardless, Peak Pals, we do appreciate you spending your mornings with us. And thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. And let's end this on a happy note, folks. We're alive. We're in Canada. You're listening to The Peak Daily. Let's try to brand up everyone's day. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Jay. He's still in San Francisco. We'll be back very soon. And thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone.